Welcome to the Busy Latter-day Saint, where righteous desires and living life come together. Here, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints discuss their challenges and successes in studying the scriptures. I am your host, Richard Bernard. Before we hear from our guest, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and to share it with your friends. Information on how to reach me and a link to my website are in the show notes. The music for this program is by Marvin Goldstein and used with his permission. And now, today's interview. Welcome, Tony. How are you doing today? Good. Good. Let's start off. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I've been a member of my whole entire life. I grew up in Idaho and um, moved out here my senior year to Iowa. Then I went to BYU and then I went on my mission, came home, went back out to BYU, graduated from BYU. And then we moved to Arizona and then we moved out to Iowa in 1989 and been here ever since. We have seven kids we just had our last one get married this past summer so we have all of our kids married and they were all married in the temple wow that is quite an accomplishment well, wow thank you. you know I, I didn't ask your wife but uh, how many boys and how many girls uh four boys three girls okay which did you find harder raising boys or girls well we have a funny story in our family that um all the kids had what I call lectures, or I like to call them discussions, uh, in, my, in, my, in my office. Uh-huh. And all of them would have different discussions. It's just funny because all the girls would always use the, the term, yes, dad, but. And so when every time they say the but, they got 20 more minutes. So... <laughs> Well, did that help preventing the butts? Uh, nope, they still do it. Whereas <laughs> the boys teach their sisters, just listen to dad and just take it. Yeah. <laughs> now, you've been in several states. Was that because of your occupation? Um, yes. Um, I graduated from BYU in accounting, uh, went and worked for a, a big six accounting firm in Phoenix, and then we moved out here. In 1989, worked for a smaller firm, and then I went off on my own, and then um, we started several other businesses. So I'm sort of self-employed, an entrepreneur type deal, and been doing that ever since. What kind of businesses do you have now? Um, I have my still have an accounting business, and then I also own several Papa Murphy stores. Oh, okay. And then we do other real estate and other type of things. Okay. So you, you get all the pizza you want. Uh, it's funny because the kids, <laughs> when they come and visit us, they yeah. uh, stop off at Papa Murphy's before they come home to talk, uh, see their mom and dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> they grab a pizza to bring it home to cook. And do, and do they have to pay for the pizza or do they get it for free? They get it for free. Oh, okay. That was why when they come out here, they eat nothing but pizza. So... <laughs> Now, I have never had a Papa Murphy pizza. Um, and by the way, I'm going to be in Iowa. I'm probably going to be in your ward. I think it's a week from Sunday. Cool. So I will have a chance to also meet you. But uh, I guess yeah. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to try a Papa Murphy pizza. 
Yeah, it's the beauty of it is just you. We make everything fresh. You take it home and you cook it when you're ready to cook. And oh. Guaranteed to be hot. Okay. Wow. Well, like I said, I, I've heard about them. I've just, I've just never ordered one. Yeah. So I'll have to have, have to try it. Well, about the scriptures, what is your general attitude about the scriptures? If you had to kind of sum it up, what would it be? That's a really good question. Um, I don't know. They're 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 essential. They're they're. I don't know. I don't know how my life would be if I didn't have the scriptures. They're they're like they're like a foundation. They're I don't know. They're I, I don't know how else to describe it. They're just they're something that um, provides answers. They're something that um, makes you feel the spirit. Um, sometimes. Um, you can be what I call, <clears throat> you just have to, you have to be consistent. Um, the scriptures um, become like a, uh, like a life jacket. Um, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. They're, okay. They're, they're something that um, are essential to me. Okay. Well, uh, you said you have to be consistent. So what, what do you mean by consistent? Um, in everyday life, our lives get uh, pretty busy. And busyness can be a distraction because you pulls you away from things you know that will tether you to those things that are the highest priority so by being consistent even though you may be really tired and you may not have had um i don't know um a lot of time just reading um several verses or a chapter or every day just helps you to pull you back to what is important. So there are other times when you can immerse yourself when you have the time um, and where it becomes a feasting. Other times, if you if if you think you're going to have those moments all the time, you're you're not living in the real world. The real world kind of pulls you and draws you. So Absolutely. You have, so yeah, you, you have to figure out a way how to 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 make them meaningful but once again um the reality is is you are going to be busy you might be traveling you might be on vacation you might um so just opening and reading a few verses or ch you know a chapter or whatever the case may be or a favorite part where you need to be energized you go to those passages it's consistency, I guess, is the best way to put it. Okay. So consistency with you then is it could be uh, today reading and uh, tomorrow you talked about drinking deeply and maybe the next day it could be longer or shorter. Correct. So so consistency is just, I guess, a way to put it, just opening the scriptures every day. 
Correct. And, and if it's just a read, then if that's what you have time for. And, um, um, you know, I often think there are people who deal with health problems and um, being able to sit for a long time and study the scriptures is difficult for them. Mm-hmm. So, OK, so I understand about the, your, the consistency. And I, I think I like what you said about the real world because things come up and there's been there's been times my um, father-in-law here has needed to get to the emergency room and that wasn't on my schedule for the day right. <laughs> and and so um and then i'm with him i was with him maybe for three or four hours and so that you know cuts into the day and so uh, i like what you said if you think you can do delve deeply into the scriptures every day uh, you're not in the real world. And I, I really like that because I, I think it's important for people to understand that uh, I was uh, when talking to your wife. I said, I think Heavenly Father is more concerned in our direction than our speed. And so I, I think, yeah, I, I think it's very important. OK, um, when you when you're actually doing the studying, maybe not reading, but when you're doing the studying, what what is your method i mean how, how do you start and 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 how do you end um my most effective studying is is when i'm pondering something could be um could be a topic could be a problem could be um, a decision i'm facing could be um a variety of things um, could be preparing for a talk. It could be just um, uh, having an issue with a with a child or a grandchild or somebody I know. So then, my uh, my preferred is is I'm by far hands down. I like the the written hand book. It's that's uh, what I'm used to. I, um, I know other people are using um, their phones, um, but I like I like the actual book um, because I'm the old-fashioned way, and so I will write stuff in the margins. I will, uh, as I'm reading um, by topic, or I may be um, reading something about a trial of, say, somebody that I know in the Book of Mormon or whatever the case may be. It's, um, I know the passages because I've been consistent in my life. I, I'm pretty familiar with them, but every so often um, I, 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 I received a challenge one time a while back ago um, from a general authority, actually Elder Arnold, who wanted us to start over with new scriptures and that was really hard um, but actually it was very beneficial because then they became new again so um, different passages this time were more meaningful or I never realized they were there but they became anew I guess is the best way to put it so so I'm I'm a I'm a, when I read, I, I write and I ponder and I think about um, the scenarios going on. It's, it's, I'll give you an example. This past uh, Sunday, we were talking about the introduction of the Book of Mormon and how can the Book of Mormon be so important. And 
someone mentioned that, you know, well, the Book of Mormon, they want to read it other than a story. And, and, I, and I made the comment to everybody that the Book of Mormon is different because it is a story and it is an interesting story. And you can put yourself in those scenarios, um, in those stories with our day and age problems and apply the same principle that is being counseled to them. So I gave the example bondage. There's the two groups of Nephites were, that were placed under bondage. One was because of their actions and their choices, they were placed under bondage. Another one, they were great. They were doing what was right. And yet they were still placed in bondage. If both of them were placed in bondage, and that's a great story because in our lives, sometimes bond, we are placed under burdens either through our own actions or choices or because we're supposed to grow. But both of them re still require us to turn to Heavenly Father to get out of the bondage. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Um, you say you use the hard copy, which I think is fine. I obviously I've written a book about the digital copy, but um, uh, I, I I tell people as they email me and I get questions, uh, the hard copy is just fine. Um, I I guess the question I have is with a hard copy, you've only got so much room to write on the margins or something. So do you have something else that you actually write in uh, a journal or something as you're studying then? No, um, I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm an accountant, so I write really small. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to very, have to, very well, small. <laughs> well, when I come back there, I'm going to have to see your scripture, see how small you can actually yeah, write. They're pretty small. You know, so, I, 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 to I, my detriment, it's the older I get. <laughs> I, I um, years ago, uh, of course, I lived in Israel for from '72 to '76, and um, a good friend of mine, uh, Ken Patey, uh, he showed me how he used architectural pens. And so I went out and bought some of these very fine point architectural pens, and I think I had four colors. And boy, I could really write small. I could literally write between the lines. <laughs> right, right. That's, uh, I'm, and, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it it does work, and uh, yes, very very good. Um, all right, do you use anything um, other than the hard copy of the scriptures? Do you turn to uh, a website, or do you uh, you have a library of books, from comments from the the prophets, or whatever? Are you using something else in addition to well, those scriptures? So okay, so my normal routine is sort of the following um i'm self-employed so oftentimes i'm working out of my office so depending on what i'm working on um i will listen to um conference talks or talks from byu speeches um the um firesides first of the month that they give to the youth um I, I, depending on what I'm trying to do, if I'm just wanting to be fed, then I'll do it that way. If I'm searching, then I will search um, by topic and I'll go to, like I said, the conference talks or um, 
the firesides or whatever the case may be that that are out there there's um for example the um, um education weeks the women's conferences uh, all those i try to i try to pull into you know just because you don't you don't usually hear them you know because they're not they're not accessible like like you have to do some work to go get them i guess is my point so yes yes so to answer that question yeah it's just it depends on it depends on what i'm trying to do if i'm just trying to listen and just as i'm working or if i'm trying to resolve or get questions then i'll do a search um, by topics or by what i'm whatever i'm trying to think about or resolve or and then then i listen to that the topic on that does that make sense so yes no no it, it does and i want to come back to the scriptures in just a minute because i have some questions here i want to ask you but uh, what about church callings? What church callings have you had? <laughs> That's a long one. list. <laughs> That's a huge list. <laughs> and a very long list. So my most um, three years ago, I was released in the state presidency, which we served for nine years. And that was a wonderful experience. Um, then... I, I've been able to say that I've been released from Salt Lake two times now. One is the high priest group leader and the other is in the young men. So it's been kind of funny. So, but yeah, um, so I've probably spent, I don't know, 30, 30 years working with the youth. That's probably where most of my wow. have been. Wow. With, with the youth. And so you were, in, you were involved in the scouting program? Scouting, well, Bishop Ricks, uh, Young Men's, Scoutmaster, yep, I'm High Counselor, uh, member I, in the stake presidency, I was over the youth, so okay, it's just yeah. been over 30 years, I, it's been a long time. Yeah, well, you said Scoutmaster, how long did you serve as a Scoutmaster? Uh, probably three years. Okay. Not very long. I, but, okay, but, uh, well, I <laughs> uh, to, to me, anybody that served as a scoutmaster should get immediate uh, entrance into the celestial kingdom when the time comes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, it also helps when your sons are doing it. So yes, yeah, yeah, it, cer it certainly does. Well, getting back to the scriptures here, uh, you said that. Uh, you look at the scripture maybe to help solve a problem. Is is there an example you could give us that is not personal that you don't mind sharing where the scriptures have helped you uh, approach a problem? Um, well, I don't mind. I don't mind sharing this because it's um, so it's a kind of kind of a funny story. Is is um, a year before we were to be released, and that, that I didn't know I was being released, I gave a I gave a talk about how I was fascinated that um, the general authorities were encouraging the members to increase their faith in Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, 
and I thought that about myself, and I thought, man, everything is going hunky-dory. Do I need to increase my faith? And so then I made the decision I need to increase my faith. Well, lo and behold, um, a year later, I gave the same talk about increasing uh, my faith and how I thought in Jesus Christ, and and I shared with them the following things. Number one, if you're going to ask to increase your faith in Heavenly Father, um, it's not going to be a way you thought it was going to occur. <laughs> Number two, if you're going to do that and you're married, you better tell your spouse that you're doing this because <laughs> you're involving them. <laughs> yes yes absolutely (laughs) so that was an experience and so going to the scriptures about faith and going back to my scenario about bondage um, sometimes we tend to think that these difficulties are resolved immediately when we're in reality they may linger for years. Our responsibility is to continue to exercise faith. So we trust in the Heavenly Father that the experience we're going through is for our good and that eventually um, it will turn around. Uh, the other side of heaven, number two, this last one has a great scenario about that. And when I was my wife and I were watching it. I was really fascinated with his response to his kids when they said, how can your stories always end in happily ever after? And he's, and here was the key phrase that he said, because they always do. We just don't know how long it takes. Yes, I remember that. Yes. yes. And that is a pretty profound, Ellie Groberg, that was a pretty profound statement which all of us have to sit back and and think that okay happily ever after can be even after this life it's we just don't know the scenario we just know that our responsibility is to continue to persevere yes absolutely absolutely well i thank you for your time uh before we end here um I like to end with, do you have any final words of wisdom you want to pass on to the audience about, about the scriptures? Uh, just, uh, I encourage people, especially when you're really, 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 really busy. And I know this for a fact, uh, my heart goes out to mothers, um, young families, fathers, when their life is more complicated than they think it is, that's probably the most important time to be close to your scriptures and go to the temple. Just You just have to find time because answers to problems in raising your kids will come. And that was a huge, huge thing to help us, uh, especially going to the temple. Um, We had to travel at first here to um, Denver, then it was to Chicago, then to St. Louis. And now it's just 20 minutes from our home. And 
I'm just saying is that those are valuable lessons that my parents taught me um, and their images um, that I that I had growing up as I watched my mom I always have the Book of Mormon with her whenever she took us to our daily activities. She waited for us until her activity was done, but she was reading our scriptures. And so my counsel is, is continuing to let your kids see that because it will be a huge impact more than they realize. So, well, thank you very much. And I, I'm feeling very prompted to ask you to do one last thing. Sure. Would you bear your testimony? Uh, sure, I would love to. Um, I, I know this church is true, and I know it through experiences, and I know it through uh, personal um, personal feelings, going through personal challenges, personal um, affirmation that uh, Heavenly Father knows each of us. Um, sometimes we may get to the point where we feel like we're alone and that he doesn't care about us, but that is absolutely positively not accurate. He's there and he loves us and he wants us to grow and he wants us to be like him and submit our will to his will because he knows what's best for us. And so if we humble ourselves and turn to him, the experiences that we go through will be for our benefit and um, his love for us is so genuine and real. And I'm grateful for a living prophet uh, on the earth today. Um, it, I am amazed throughout my life as I've watched and followed their counsel, how much I've grown personally. And I'm grateful for the scriptures. I, I don't know where I would be without the scriptures. They, they are a foundation to help me answer, answer questions, to give me a, a reassurance that, um, that he loves me and that some of our problems can be resolved if we apply the same solutions that they went or that they did in the scriptures. Anyway, and I'm grateful for the temple. It's one of the choicest things that um, I'm so appreciative of the temples that allow us to be blessed with the ordinances and just having one of his holy homes nearby us so that we can be uplifted and strengthened. And I bear that with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you.